0: But that's what this season is about, right? We've got all the fun stuff happening, and I'm sure you've got festivities later on today. Uh, There's the lights, there's the music, there's all this stuff going on. But at the end of the day, it comes down to one reality that our Savior's here. That's what we come to celebrate. That's what we come to to sing about. That's what we come to rejoice in. And this morning, I just want to take one moment. Don't worry, I'm not preaching long today. I want to take one moment to go back to the Christmas story one last time this year. Because there is a truth found in the Christmas story that confronts a challenge that is so prevalent in our world. If I could sum up the the challenge that we face in our world in one word, it would be this. Fear. Fear. We live in a world that is full of fear. Fear is everywhere. It's as if people just want you to be freaked out and anxious and worried all the time. All right? Now, there's just like the normal fears that all of us deal with on a regular basis. So I want to do something real quick, a little interactive thing. I'm going to give you 20 seconds. I want you to turn to the person next to you, and I want you to tell them what's like one thing you're afraid of, one of those fears that you have in life. You got 20 seconds. Turn to your neighbor. Everybody do this. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. How many of you, raise your hand if you're afraid of heights. How many of you afraid of heights? Anybody afraid of flying? Flying? How about public speaking? If you had to get up here, you'd be freaking out a little bit, okay? Did I get that? Okay, how many of you afraid of spiders? Let's just be honest, okay? How about the worst one? Snakes. How many are you afraid of snakes? Okay, right? All right. All of us have fears like that. It's just the normal fears of life that we have. But then, how many of you know there are the deeper fears in life? There's the fears that are grounded in insecurity. The fears like, man, am I going to be loved? Am I enough? Am I going to be alone? Some of you, that's your your fear in life. Some of you have fear of the future. I just don't know what's going to happen in the future, and it freaks me out. It makes me worry. There's some of you, you're fearful of just what's going on in our country or what's going on in our world. And it's easy to be living in fear. And then we live in a culture of fear, don't we? Right? Everybody wants you to be afraid. In fact, they will leverage fear to get you to behave a certain way, or they will leverage fear to get you to buy something, right? Fear is all over the place. In the world that we live in, this worry, fear, anxiousness can grab hold of us. It's toxic to our soul, and I'm, I would bet most of you have experienced You know those nights when you can't sleep at night because there's just something on your mind and you're worried about it. You're fearful fearful for it. Those times when you got the knot in your stomach because you're just like, I don't know what's going to happen. And it gets hold of you. See, we've all experienced this. But you know what? We're not the only ones. One of the most prevalent commands and exhortations that we see in the Bible is three simple words. Do not And these three words are actually all over the Christmas story. And so I want to take a moment to walk through just a few of those moments. You know the character of Joseph, right? Character of Joseph, there is a circumstance in his life that he did not prepare for, right? He was not ready. Something happened to him not of his own doing, and he didn't exactly know what to do. He's got this fiance Mary, who is pregnant, and he didn't have a part in that, Right? And so there was this worry and this fear, I'm sure, that grabbed hold of them. You can imagine if that was you and that culture, the fear that would grab hold of you, fear of judgment, fear of the future, all of these emotions that would take hold of you. And I think a lot of times we can find ourselves in the same place. Something in your life is that you're in the midst of a circumstance, and I would guess some of you walk in the door this morning, and there's a circumstance in your life, maybe it is of your doing, but maybe it You didn't have anything to do with it. And yet you find yourself in this circumstance. And you find fear taking hold of you. Every one of us can can find ourselves in that place. But it's in a moment like this when the circumstance seems so overwhelming that the angel came to Joseph and said what? Do not fear. Then we get the character of Mary, right? Mary, this amazing woman, she is caught in a moment of unknown a supernatural event took place, right? She didn't plan for this thing. This wasn't her. It was supernatural, and the angels come, and they proclaim all this amazing stuff about her, and I'm sure her mind is swirling in this moment, confused as to what does this really mean? There is so much unknown in her life, and we all can find ourselves in that same place, can't we? It's moments where we we have no idea what the future is going to hold. We have no idea what's about to happen, Some of you kids, something's changed in your life and you feel unsettled. You don't know what's going to happen. Some of you teenagers, you know, you're at the end of high school and you don't know what the next step you're going to take is. Some of you, you've recently lost a job. You've lost a loved one. There's a relationship in your life that has crumbled and you're in this place where you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe you're facing a health concern in your life or in your family or with somebody you love and you don't know what's going to happen. And you're in this moment of unknown, just like Mary. It's into that moment that the angels came to Mary and said these three words do not fear. And then lastly, we have the shepherds, which I don't know about you, but I relate to the shepherds more than anybody else in this story, okay? They're just just a bunch of guys just doing their thing, right? They're just going about their business, doing what they do, right? And in a moment, there's suddenly this, this moment where this confrontation with a massive choir of angels, and they're confronted with a spiritual reality that they don't understand. They recognize there is something bigger than them. They recognize there is something grander than them. It's beyond their comprehension. And I think a lot of us can come to that point in our life at some point in time. A recognition there is something bigger. There's moments where some of you maybe have had this where you have a fear of even thinking about the future or thinking about eternity it scares you. Maybe you have a fear of death because you don't really know what it means. You're not confident of your eternity. There's a spiritual reality out there that you just don't really understand completely deep down in your heart. You know something's off a little bit, and you're not really sure how to deal with that. And the angels came to the shepherds, and what did they say? Do not fear. How is it that the angels could say this over and over again? In circumstances just like Joseph, where they... Face challenging circumstances that he didn't understand, just like Mary experiencing this moment of unknown, and just like the shepherds experiencing this deep spiritual revelation, how could they say, do not fear? The answer is found in two little verses here in Luke chapter 2. I'm going to have them put these on the screen. It says this in Luke chapter 2, beginning of verse 10, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Let's stop for a second. It's for all the people. It's not just for the shepherds. It's not just for the people that were living back then. This is good news for all the people. Where are the kids at? Raise your hand, kids. This one's for you. Teenagers, this one's for you. Adults, this one's for you. Really mature adults, this one's for you as well. <laughs> it's for every, this is good news for everybody. I don't care if you've even believed this yet. It's still good news for you whether or not you've received the good news. And this is what he says in verse number 11. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. See, how is it that the angels could say over and over and over again, do not fear, do not fear. It isn't because they came proclaiming a baby. It's great that a baby came, but that's not the reason. The reason they could say, do not fear, is because the baby they were proclaiming is both Lord and Savior of all. That's where the hope is at. And you need to hear this. Some of you need to be reminded of this truth again this Christmas. Jesus is Lord. What does that mean? It means he's in control even when you feel out of control. It means that he has all power and authority, all of it. It means that everything is held under his hand. Each of us faces circumstances that are overwhelming. We do. Like I said, I guarantee you there are people in the room this morning, right now you're having a hard time even breathing because the circumstances of your life seem so overwhelming. There are moments when we face unknown they can grip us with fear. But when we have a revelation that Christmas isn't about a baby, it's about a king, it's about the king, then it can change everything in our lives. When we understand that this baby is also the victorious king of all creation, the king found in the book of Revelation who is king of kings and Lord of lords, the eternal God who is a firm foundation in every circumstance, then we can find peace in all circumstances, no matter what is going on around us. Some of you need to be reminded of that today. It feels like everything in your life is unstable. It feels like everywhere you step, the ground is shattering beneath you. But you need to be confident of this reality, that Jesus is Lord. He's Lord. He's not just a cute little baby. He is Lord of all. And he is a firm ground to stand on in any circumstance. If you will run to him, if you will place your life in him, if you will surrender to him, he will be everything you could ever need. Jesus is Lord. And that's good news for everyone here this morning, whether you receive that news or not. There's some of you here this morning that it's been a while since you've looked to Jesus as Lord. It's been a while since you have chosen to stand on him as your firm foundation. I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond again today. But he didn't just come as Lord. It says that he came as Savior. He is Savior. You see, when it comes to fear, talked about fear, when it comes to fear, a healthy fear of God, I believe, is a good thing. A recognition that he is perfect, he is holy, he is righteous, and we aren't. There is an awe that is appropriate before the king of all creation, right? Like we need to recognize who he is. And there's nothing that we can do, we understand there's nothing we can do to clean ourselves up before him, and that's why Jesus came. He didn't come into the world to condemn the world, to say, look at you all poor, all you poor sinners, horrible people. I'm gonna toss you to the side. No, he came to demonstrate and reveal his incomparable love. He came to be the savior of the world. He came to ultimately go to a cross to pay a penalty that none of us could pay for ourselves. And ultimately he came that we might receive him as the savior and have a confidence of eternal life. Now this is a message some of us have probably heard before, who Jesus is. But this good news is just like presence. How many of you like presents? We all like presents Even if you don't say you like them everybody likes a good present We all like presents You know something about presents? They have to be received Because I could have a nice little gift up here All these little gifts all over the place They're all pretty But if nobody receives them Then we're not actually enjoying the blessing of that present And the gift of Christmas is a gift The greatest gift you could ever receive But it must be received And there are only two steps you need to take First, you need to believe in who Jesus is, that he is Lord, that he is Savior. And there's some of you here this morning, you've taken that step. Yeah, you believe that. But there's another step. And that is you must surrender your life to him as Lord and Savior. See, the gospel is not just something to hear, we must respond to him. And there's some of you here this morning, you would say, I'm a follower of Jesus, but if you're honest, You haven't been living as Jesus is your firm foundation. You've been worrying living in fear this morning. I pray that you just be reminded of how great and awesome he is, that you can live with a hope knowing that he is on the throne in every circumstance, even if the circumstances are really annoying and frustrating and don't make sense to you. But there's some of you here this morning, it's been a while since you've been in church. It's been a while since you have actually surrendered your life to Christ. It's been a while since you have invited him into your life. Today's an opportunity for you to turn back to him, to have a moment to rekindle that relationship and once again say, Christ, I'm here. I want to surrender myself to you. But it's possible there's somebody here this morning that has never taken that step. If that's you, the greatest thing you could do this Christmas is to respond to Jesus. Not just a nice little cute prayer that we're going to pray here in 30 seconds, but actually a surrendering to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That is will change your eternity. So we're going to pray here in a moment. I'm just praying that all of us would have a response in our own heart. But as we pray, I'm going to ask the tech team to put a QR code up on the screen. And as I'm praying, if you sense in your heart, you know what, you need to renew that relationship with Christ or you want to make a decision to follow Christ, it's a journey that must be supported and we're here to support you. And so I'm going to pray and I'm going to encourage you to take a step to scan this QR code and respond so that we can come alongside you in the coming weeks and help you on what that journey of faith looks like. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes across the room as we pray. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness, for your faithfulness. We thank you for the good news of the gospel. We thank you. This is good news for everybody, everybody in this room. Lord, I pray for those who are maybe in a season where they're following you, but man, fear has been taking over. They haven't been looking to you as a confident Lord in all things. Lord, I pray that you would meet them today that you would remind them of your goodness and your nearness today. Lord, I pray for those who maybe it's just been a while and they maybe need to get back to serving and following you. Maybe they need to get back to being with a body of believers to encourage them in their faith. We all need that, Lord. I pray that you would stir in hearts today that this Christmas season 2023 would be a season where things changed spiritually in their life. And Lord, for anybody here this morning who has never responded to Christ, and I want, to challenge, I want to challenge them right now to just begin to respond in their own hearts, Father. Lord, I pray that you would meet and continue to call them to yourselves, Lord. God, this could be a day of salvation. Lord, I pray right now, as they put their faith in you, as they trust in you, as they submit their hearts to you, Lord, you would begin a journey of faith, not just a moment of salvation, but a journey of faith in Christ. We pray that, we ask that, in the name of Jesus. Everybody said, amen. Love that. Hey, we're going to leave this QR code up for a moment. If that was you today, faith is a journey. It's not just a moment. And so I want to challenge you to respond so we can come alongside you on this journey of faith. All right.